This is Mattress Island. Welcome to Mattress Island. I'm Coles. And I'm Court. Finally, Court, we have a pretty solid episode to talk about. This, I feel like, is what we've been waiting for. And I've also been doing some research, a.k.a. I finally checked out, like, everybody's social media. Learned some things. <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait to hear what your your Insta-stalking has provided us. But I agree. It's uh, finally the content we've been we've been waiting for all these weeks. Okay, so my drop the mic bit of information that I've learned. Tiger's last name is Moonstone. I love it. A thousand percent sure that Tiger Moonstone is not the name his parents gave him. <laughs> I am so excited to know this fact. Tiger Moonstone. Do you think they named the dog after him, or do you think he named himself after the dog? Oh, that's a good question, because, you know, clearly his, like, self-esteem is in the toilet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Kenya named him after the dog. That would be my first guess. What are What are your thoughts? I was trying to guess how old Moonstone is, but it's kind of a mystery. I'm also not 100% sure what kind of dog our buddy Moonstone is. Some schnauzer in there, maybe? Looks like a schnauzer, but the color's unusual for a schnauzer. And I am not a schnauzer expert. I only know about smush face, wrinkly dogs. I like a, I like a good mustache on a dog, and Moonstone provides. But I was trying to... His coloring's not schnauzer but everything else about him is. I feel like Tiger probably took Moonstone's name. I I feel like it might have been forced upon him. Um, okay, so before we get into the show, I want to get into a few things that I have found out online, which confirmed a lot of the things that we were thinking. Carl posted something about having two wives. Oh, interesting right yeah it gets a little bit more interesting because today on his instagram story he just put up like a screenshot of you know his instagram profile and was like new post up and it had in that you could see the post about him having two wives i went to look at it just to like confirm what i thought i read because god knows i can make a mess of anything in my own mind and it's gone. So I wonder if there was like some sort of conflict with TLC and their agreement around the rules of the show. But I, I found that very interesting. Also all of their posters around their house, as I suspected relate to their business. Okay. So you've got the progressive love Academy, the Psalms poster is something about something, something mystery school. It's all, it's all about polyamory. And um, Carl, who we have established does not really have much sex with Kenya, teaches tantra workshops. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of videos. Is teaching a workshop 
like a one-on-one -on -one <laughs> instruction and that's why he never wants to have sex with Kenya. I don't know. It's in fact prostitution. <laughs> I don't totally get it. But there were some videos on his Instagram. I would suggest checking it out. Um, also, here's here's the other big mic drop. And I didn't tell you about this ahead of time. Elisa and Mike are also polyamorous. Not This is not polyandry for them. He has had a serious other woman for a year. What? Yeah. I know. Why didn't I just look at Instagram like a month ago? It would have made this all so much more interesting. Huh. This is all this. This, this is blowing my mind. And like, what's the point of just not telling? Like, I get it if they're under contract and if this was the whole premise of the show. But at the same time, just tell the truth. Well, also, this is clearly how Kenya, Kenya and Carl, at least, are making a living. Tiger is doing his day trading or whatever and you know taking his name from a dog but <laughs> yeah i thought i thought that was interesting and also like a weird yeah i don't know just like confirmation of double standard you know like in seeking sister wives or sister wives proper like you know they're not having other relationships those women so like of course, of course, it just doesn't go both ways for the men and the women in these scenarios. And like, I wonder if they just truly couldn't find couples that were involved in polyandry or what. But I thought that was interesting, especially about Mike, because that's the most surprising one to me. Yeah, I agree. Good old Mike. Huh. Oh, good old Mike. This is mind-blowing information. Good work on the detective skills. <laughs> yes. Five minutes on Instagram really taught me a lot this week. <laughs> Kenya, Carl, and Tiger, they had some moments this week, huh? Yeah. Enter David. Probably, literally. I was just going to say, David has definitely entered. Um, lot to unpack here. Have we talked about the men's necklace show? I don't think so, but... There's a lot There's of male lot. jewelry happening. Um, and I'm okay with it sometimes, but I'm not liking the male jewelry I'm seeing on this show. I wonder if there's a, like a theme, like a poly... I don't know. I'm just hoping for something um, like a line uh, when the Sister Wives did my Sister Wives closet maybe we could have a like my bro hubs jewelry box <laughs> spent 250 dollars on disgusting sterling silver pieces <laughs> turn our skin blue oh yeah i can't yeah. even tell you how i mean yeah how devastated i was when i as you know i didn't watch much of sister wives in real time and then i went back and watched all of it so I didn't know about my sister wife's closet until within the last two years. And I was devastated when I went online to order you a nice Christmas gift to find out that they were no longer in business. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's face it. We know Robin Brown 
cannot be bothered to have a job. So of course she's not going to make the effort to make a business work. I think she just thought Cody was going to be the magic man. And she thinks he's so smart at business. Yeah. Which by the way, her Pinterest account is wacko. <laughs> I haven't looked at it, but uh, I can imagine. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I think, I think I heard about it from the surviving sister wives podcast, which they're excellent, but of course I had to troll her after that and take a look at everything. <laughs> but one of the things that she writes is that she's an excellent communicator. Interesting because she seems to have a very tenuous grasp on the English language. And she's, I believe the quote was good at business. <laughs> sure, Robin. Sure. Sure. That is something people say about themselves, isn't it? What do you do? I am good at business. <laughs> I am good at business. No follow-up questions, please. <laughs> Nothing about business acumen, as most people would put in a resume, because she does not know what that word means. <laughs> All business. I am good at it. <laughs> business, you know. It's business. Speaking of business, I think it was business time for David in Kenya. After that, oh, bath. yeah, yeah, they definitely got down to business for sure. Um, you know, one thing I will say that I think as a couple, thruple, quintuple, whatever they are, um, props to the guys for having like an open and honest dialogue from the jump. It was really nice to see that. So, I guess. You know, there's some value in the relationship coaching. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, they do say, I mean, this new piece of information about Carl having another wife kind of changes my views here. But I was going to say in in practice, in theory, they're living what they're saying polyandry is, where it's a brotherhood as well as like a marriage but it's not just a lady like um a lady out to have sex in theory it's the whole family kind of comes together and it's just not a polyamorous relationship in the sense of you know the men hook up or like it's just camaraderie and up until knowing carl has a wife another wife i would have thought this was the couple living their their truth yeah i wonder how long he's been with the other wife i have so many questions now and yeah, especially like, live? if it was like, wiped <laughs> from his social media i'm i'm especially curious but yeah where do they stash her is she in carl's bedroom with him yeah is she moving into their new house are they still getting a new house? That storyline just fell off their radar. I want to know what kind of numbers their Progressive Love Academy is doing because one of the courses was like two grand. What? Yeah, right? I, I'm not giving them $2,000 of my money. I also no. don't want to learn any of the lessons that they have to teach me. No, but I mean, if they're pulling that kind of money in, I would suggest they are, in fact, good at business. <laughs> true, true. Well played. 
I mean, it's got to be expensive just buying crisp white tarps to have lying around your apartment for your paint parties should you just need one. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I have to assume they went with something waterproof. But yeah, I mean, it was it was pristine, though. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Kenya's behavior and energy level when David first arrived? It was it was a bit much for me, so I would imagine it was maybe a bit much for Tiger. Carl kind of seems like he's just whatevs, go with the flow in any direction. Um, it was childish. It was it was frantic. I thought it was maybe off putting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only get that excited when my food is about to be delivered. <laughs> um. Oh, and then. When she was like, Moonstone, this is daddy number three. I almost barfed. Yeah, I agree. I felt I felt for Moonstone in this episode, to be honest, between this is daddy number three barking at them while they were having their bath. Like, why? If Tiger and Carl had gone out, why couldn't someone just save poor Moonstone? Take him out for bros day. Well... Moonstone, if not for all the clutter around that goddamn bathtub, he would have been in there with them. Did you notice all of the stuff in that bathroom? That's true. It was a lot. And a lot of artificial plants and flowers. Have I told you about my thing with artificial plants and flowers? No. When I clock them, it makes me physically itch. I don't know why. I can't stand them. And so seeing that next to the bathtub, I was like, those things are so dusty. And like instantly I was just like scratching my arms like, oh, you can't get clean by those. <laughs> the fact they're in the bathroom probably doesn't help. Yeah. Well, humidity. Do you, do you really want somebody to paint you? Uh, no, nothing about that made any sense to me. Nothing about Kenya's extreme moaning during that process made sense to me. If anything, I would be like, oh my god, that tickles and accidentally kick somebody in the mouth or something. <laughs> it wouldn't be sexy, I could tell you that. <laughs> no. And I was like, have they done this before? Is this the first time? Like, even if I had dated somebody for, like, years and this was my first time coming back into their life and the first thing they did was, like, I have a tarp and some paint be like that's a very weird thing to suggest yeah like is this something they used to do on friday nights well, <laughs> and they're just rekindling that or it, it's odd i mean whatever do your fun stuff like i get it like it's you know a fun way to touch each other i guess but like she was like oh let's have a ceremony ceremonial massage and body paint how how was this a ceremony? I saw her burn some sage and place some crystals around. But, like, is it a ceremony just because you say it is? Like, I can't imagine that this comes from any sort of religion or tradition. Yeah. Maybe they pray to Moonstone. <laughs> I Clearly, Moonstones are holy in this family. I Maybe I'll have to look up, like, what a Moonstone does. I don't really know my crystals. Oh, did you notice she teared up a little bit when they were talking about, like, David breaking up with her after they were together for five years? Yes. Yeah, that was... Yes. Yeah, 
that that felt like the only window into actual emotion that we've seen from her because I feel like so much of what she does in front of the cameras and act. Yeah. She's definitely good at that. I'm curious too, like they broke up because he didn't want her to have anyone else after him. He was fine with Carl, but it's the exact same thing that's happening with Tiger. Mm -hmm. So is she going to break up with Tiger? He kind of just alluded to the fact he doesn't have time for an actual relationship. So he's essentially there for, let's say, companionship or, you know, a Van Gogh paint night. <laughs> I have some feelings for Tiger. I feel, I feel a little bad for the guy. Yeah. I feel bad for Tiger, too. And I mean, you know, when Carl was kind of laying out the situation with Tiger and David, Tiger started talking about the ceremony and David just looked lost. Like, yeah. you could tell that they seem to have very different aims for what their relationship is with Kenya. And I suppose, you know, probably it has to do with a lot of things, but it does seem like Tiger is financially dependent on them whereas david you know he produces and creates music and he you know he basically said he's all about making money now so you know hopefully being on reality tv helps him with that i don't know they'll be able to get a adult sized bedroom for tiger in no time or they'll or or david and tiger can share those bunk beds <laughs> It's all working out. <laughs> I was just going to propose that. I mean, I guess they'd have to share the bathroom that we never got to see. Hopefully there's two sinks. Do you think Kenya has any female friends? I don't, you know, that's a good question. Because they have started to introduce, like, each character has kind of gone out with a girlfriend at some point and had a conversation. Um, not Kenya. I suspect she doesn't, um, even though she's all about, like, female empowerment. Yes. I know you and I could never be friends with her. She seems like she would be really high maintenance. Very high maintenance. I mean, if two men aren't <laughs> accomplishing everything you're after and you are this. Well, it's, yeah, because she, you know, she had obviously said she was looking third. Had she have just said she was specifically looking for David, it would be more, you know, it'd be, okay, well, this man's come back into my life and he was one of my true loves. That might be different, but in the beginning it stated, like, she was going out looking for a third person. Yeah. To me, yeah. Which, I mean, if the goal was always to bring David back into the loop, no wonder Tiger's upset. You know, Carl called him, like, the biggest love of Kenya's life or whatever, like, yeah, that would be really extra rough, I think. Yeah, I like I wonder at what point to you assume someone's content, right? Like if Tiger had only been around for a year and it was always, you know, very clear we're looking to build like a large family, there's going to be more men. It, it might be different. He's been around for 10 years and she hasn't looked for anything else so you've got to kind of think this is the equivalent of like a separation or divorce when somebody after 10 years is like this is no longer the situation i'm interested in i wonder if tiger gets to date 
up until an hour ago, I would have said no. But if Carl has another wife, then... <laughs> Same. I also, like, if Carl's in another relationship, I, I guess if they're business owners and stuff, there's probably some financial to it. But Tiger wants to get married so bad. I was just thinking Carl could just divorce Kenya legally, marry this other lady, and Tiger could get legally married. But I'm sure they have... A million reasons not to do that. Who knows? Who knows? I I'm more and more confused by their relationship as this goes on. But I mean, I think more than anything, it's it's a business practice, and it's it's not as organized as they make it seem. Anything else on this couple? Quadruple. Is that what they'd be called? A quad. We'll call them a quad. I mean, honestly, I hope David <laughs> sticks around. I think he brings something very pleasing to the eyes to the show. Yeah. I like his voice as well. He could read me a nice story from time to time. Let's face it. Kenya does not mess around with ugly dudes. No. Tiger Moonstone. <laughs> Tiger Moonstone. It's it's my favorite new thing I know. I know. <laughs> Tiger Moonstone. A stupid name for a, do- for a dog and a human last name. <laughs> if you were just going to make up a name for yourself... <laughs> Why would you go with, like, nouns? Yeah, that's not it. You know? <laughs> Tiger Moonstone. I'm a rock and a mammal. <laughs> I know. Do you think his first name, though, is Tiger by birth? I could... There's not a chance in hell I think Tiger is his actual first name anymore. Maybe it was a possibility until I saw that he goes by no. Tiger Moonstone. I think it's all made up. Moonstone. Yeah. <laughs> Alisa and Mike. Alisa and Mike. I wish I would have had this information about him dating while I was watching this. Now I'm going to see it all through different eyes. Yeah, I agree. Um, Do we know, and I've just missed it, but did she cheat on him at this line dance fiasco while they were married or while they were dating? Oh, I've got all the information on that now. All right, let's hear it. It happened before they were married. That's what I thought. And then I was kind of confused why they got married because they make their whole marriage centered around this situation. Right. And she starts to tell this story about how her friend was interested in this dude and she was like her wingman and then ended up sleeping with this guy. Of course she's going to sleep with a guy that her friend is interested in. That was not hard to predict. I could very much see that about her. But on her Instagram, she talks about kind of the genesis of their relationship and how they came to like the poly lifestyle. And she said, or maybe she said it on the show. I don't know. She she dated that guy for like a month and a half before they even slept together. So that's not just like I was out one night and got drunk and slept with somebody like that's pretty premeditated to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was on the show. That's a okay. an emotional affair for sure prior to hooking up with this guy for like, yes. Like you said, it's not just the line dancing got the best of her and she couldn't contain herself. It was they met sparks flew for only the second time in her life at 30 something years old like I, I don't know how many times she thinks that happens to people but <laughs> feeling she watched a lot of disney movies growing up <laughs> yeah a couple hallmark christmas 
Christmas movies in there on the holiday side, but um I'll still never figure out how you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Pure gold. Mm -mm. It's the exact attention span that I have. That's how I do it. Because you already know what's going to happen, obviously. Someone goes to a small town. There's always some high-powered person, some not high-powered person. They go to a small town. You know they're going to fall in love. You don't really have to pay attention. Yeah, I I don't. 90 minutes or less. <laughs> I don't pay attention, but my mom is an avid watcher of Hallmark holiday movies. My father-in-law, which I don't know why I find that surprising. He also watches them. And like, usually when he's in town, he stays with us, which means that there's Hallmark Christmas movies on in my home. Okay, you know, I can I can tolerate anything for a couple days. Every movie that he watched seemed to have the same plot to the point where I was like, are they just playing the same movie over and over again? It was like, some high-powered woman who's good at business returns to small (laughs) town from probably New York and falls in love with, like, the town handyman and learns that, like, giving up your career for love is probably the right way to go and she should just follow her heart. That message. I don't like that at all. Get yourself a job. Keep that job, girl. <laughs> Make him move to New York. It's true. On a on a rare occasion, it's a high-powered man who falls in love with, like, the baker, the shop owner, and realizes that his career is not worth. Anyways. <laughs> How does Hallmark expect us to spend any money on anything if we should all just be giving up our careers left and right? <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed <laughs> to buy this $10 card? <laughs> right. I want the card that sings happy birthday and dog barks. <laughs> uh so yeah back to elisa and mike um again every time i see their apartment i'm horrified by it especially the color of that couch yeah i'm just every time they do the exterior shot first i'm like i need to go to this house i am so confused by i'm not i understand the concept of like an apartment house type thing but like why they keep showing the outside of it which makes them look like they have a full house but they only live in like 400 square feet of it yeah i have a feeling it's like the house that pete and i first bought like the quad kind of thing where it's divided into four um it just it kind of has that same floor plan i don't know it just looks very familiar to me (laughs) (laughs) you leave your butterfly lights behind when you moved you know i did i did um, Pete was like, I'm sorry, but no more butterfly wallpaper. Yeah. Sad to see it go. I mean, it probably increased the resale value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> String lights and butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike got to go out with his friends, which I thought was interesting. I thought it was interesting. But now I feel like, I feel like it was kind of all a lie. Cause they were like, what do you do when she's on a date? I'm sure they know he has another girlfriend, so this felt a lot like production. Yeah, and he played it off, so, like, this was all his idea, because this is clearly what she wants, and he kind of, like, he definitely kind of plays, like, a little bit of a victim, while trying to also act like he's the hero. Like, it's a very weird complex that he has um knowing now that he's also dating like you said i wish i knew before the episode because it it really does change everything it changes everything she seemed like such a villain 
Yeah. And then him sitting there with his friends with his backwards hat looking like he's at a 1990s children's portrait studio playing the little <laughs> scamp. <laughs> I don't know. I, that whole look on him, I was like, you look like you're seven years old and I just want to put sunblock on you right now. Yeah. I will say I was a little jealous of the patio by the ocean. Damn, I kind of wish I was there, but not with these people. <laughs> Also, did you see that terrifying pelican that flew way too close to the Oh, I missed it. <laughs> You're right. I don't want to be there. <laughs> the geese, the geese are bad enough. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll just bring my dog. She could round it up. <laughs> That's fair. I think a pelican could. <laughs> Were you? No, you didn't go to San Diego with me, right? No. I had a one-legged pelican that would not get off the balcony of my hotel room. It was terrifying. <laughs> it would just like hop around and it slept out there. I didn't see a nest of any kind, but I was like, I really want to use my balcony, but I'm not going out there. No, I would call the front desk and be like, I'm going to have to move rooms immediately. <laughs> they couldn't. I tried to move rooms. It was full. It was full. Or you can come get this pelican. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want the pelican to get hurt i'll say that like it was already making it through life with one leg but i also just really wanted to use that balcony but like two wings Not the wings courtney it's fine <laughs> if a pelican had to give up <laughs> if they had to give up a leg or a wing i assume they would want to give up a leg <laughs> But I trade in a leg for a set of wings. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Mike's friends, I feel like they don't have a lot of respect for him. No, they don't. And I don't think Mike has a lot of respect for himself. And I don't think Elisa has that much respect for him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. His mom, uh, she seems like a peach. Yeah. Very, uh, very soft-spoken, not opinionated. <laughs> Things didn't get down and dirty as much as I would have liked them to. So I hope we circle back to mom. Yeah, I think the next episode, they might put more time into it. So far, too, I was very disappointed in what they consider a wine tasting. Uh, did you see those was there paper even... cups? Yeah. At first, when I saw the vineyard, I was like, oh, this makes me want to go back to Napa with Court. Um, yeah, then I saw all the paper cups on the table. I was like, what kind of nonsense is this? Oops. Yeah, and like, why was nobody slurring their words during this conversation? Oh my god, do you think those are the kind of monsters who actually spit out the wine at the wine tasting? Well, probably. Ugh. I didn't see a bucket, but I wouldn't put it past them. Maybe it's because the wines were from California, not Virginia. I mean... I'd spit out anything if it wasn't a Virginian wine. You guys, Court and I went on a wine tour in Napa, which ultimately was a wonderful day. Like, really, one of the best days we've ever had together. But unfortunately, we had to be around, like, the general public. And we were on a bus with the same handful of other couples. And there was this dude from Virginia that would not shut the hell up about the wines of Virginia. I traveled at that time to Virginia at least four or five times a year for work. 
even in Virginia, people don't know about Virginia wines because nobody wants them. <laughs> he would not shut up. Like, we're in the wine capital of the United States. I'm not going to say the world because that's probably not the case. But shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, I have spent, I mean, several hours in the liquor store, but I've never seen a section for Virginia so I'm starting to think he's, in fact, not correct. Well, you have been to the liquor superstore by my house. If there is not a Virginia wine section there, it doesn't exist outside of Virginia. A.K.A. nobody wants it. Yes, I agree. Maybe Herb Ertlinger would know. <laughs> Strawberry banana. Smacks of tomato. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Pete was watching this episode with me, and he hasn't really seen the other episodes other than a bit here and there. And when Elisa and Mike's mom were talking, he was just like, ooh, that lady seems scary, and I feel like that guy's mom is going to end up in a hole somewhere. <laughs> While I don't find her scary, I definitely understand the vibes that he was picking up on. Yeah, she's not happy about this whole situation. Yeah, well, the the best question she asked was, would you have chosen this lifestyle if she hadn't cheated on you? Yeah, this is why I was so curious if this cheating happened before or after they were married, because it does change the situation. Like, you didn't choose this lifestyle. You chose to get married after had already happened something's not being told fully here which we now know <laughs> is in fact the case well and i feel like that's part of what holds this show back is like there's really important parts of the story that they're not telling that would really be interesting yeah <laughs> you know just like Change the name of the show. Change the name of the show. I mean, we'll get into it, but honestly, eliminate whatever their names are, Dustin and Kim. Just have one less couple and more screen time for each couple, if that's what's needed. Because, yeah, I do think there's some more interesting things that could be being said right now. And some honesty. Like, if that's the case that Mike's dating... And he let his mom, like, he's just letting his wife take the fall for their lifestyle, too. Like, that's messed up. Absolutely. Then he becomes the villain. But is that the case? You know, certainly his friends know. And they were like, you know, are you just going along to get along? Or what do you do when she's out on dates? Well, if he has another partner. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I feel like that's part of what's holding this show back is just the fact that they're like dancing around a huge part of everybody's lives. And like, you're not seeking a brother husband, you're in an open marriage. Right. Which I think there's more of a story to tell there. And I think it's more relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, I think open relationships are becoming more and more commonplace. And... I think that just, like, framing this all around a bit of fiction is kind of ruining the show. Yeah. Do you know, like, I don't know when the show was filmed. Do you think Mike entered this marriage thinking it was just going to be polyandry and 
seeking brother husband and then he got fed up and now they've opened it up or no no she said in her post she said that he's the one who brought up i'm getting all my terms mixed up holly amory holly amory and like for her you know she kind of ran with it right away and then when he started really dating like i i get the sense that he was looking for more of like a serious partner rather than just hookups where she's been honest to say that she would be fine with just having hookups um she really struggled with jealousy a lot more than he did hmm yeah that's definitely not what's being portrayed here yeah it's it just it changes everything for me now i feel like we're all living a lie (laughs) i was gonna say it breaks my heart to find out that reality tv is not in fact reality whoa 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 my whole adult life has been a lie (laughs) are you telling me the kardashians are scripted (laughs) (laughs) calling time of death on my hopes and dreams april 19 4 p.m 2023 (laughs) oh man you heard it here first, guys. Court streams are dead. <laughs> They're dead. Anyone wants to buy a TV, hit me up. What am I supposed to do now? Read a book? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shara, Patrick, and Noble. Found, found out a little bit of interesting info about Noble. He is more than a comic book creator. He's a relationship coach. Ooh. Specifically coaching women. Does he coach them how to get squatters rights in people's basements or (laughs) how to hook up with a guy who won't mow your lawn, (laughs) how to get removed from the situation. Hey, you know what? He ended up with, I think the person who seemed, or the woman at least who seems the nicest out of everybody. Not, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think Kim seems mean. I, I'll get into that when we get into that. But, um, Shara just, she's just delightful to me. Like, she's always smiling. She seems so sweet. She seems fun. She does. She's put together. She's very, she's very sweet. They have a solid relationship. Yeah. It's a friendship, obviously, at this point. But, like, they, there's love there, at least. Yeah. I, I think they're cute together. I think they have genuine respect and love for each other, which is great. Yeah. Um, but clearly she needs to get her other needs met elsewhere. Her baby, her baby dreams. Is this a real thing? If your goal is to have a baby ASAP at 43, which is roughly my age, right? The clock's ticking, yeah. right? You're going to go on a date with a guy who does not live in the same city and doesn't want kids? Yeah. What I thought was a bit strange was, A, that they met at a grocery store. The only way that would happen in my life is if I had a crush on my Instacart driver. I didn't even know people went to grocery stores. I sure as hell don't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So whatever that looks like, meeting at a grocery store. But then I think they said something along the lines of they've been FaceTiming for two months. 
and this was their first date, like in those two months where you're having these conversations and FaceTiming, wouldn't you have asked these questions? Like, why would you wait until your first date and then just be like, hey, by the way, do you want a kid? Also, why are you going to try and have a kid with somebody that does not live in the same area as you? How is that going to work? Yeah, like at some point there is still like a sperm donor clinic, isn't there? Those are still things. (laughs) Exactly. Like, well, and it doesn't sound like Patrick really wants to have the responsibility of actually raising the child. So is she looking for a sperm donor or is she looking for like a, not a daddy, because that's got other connotations, but like somebody to raise a child with? Because if that's the case, what are you doing? Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on Valentino's choice of first dates. <laughs> it's my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's up there. Definitely in like the top 10. My worst nightmare actually would probably be being the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't even know how you come up with that why you come up with that like it was very uncomfortable that seems like the most boring date ever oh we could show these pictures to our children Shara how do you know you like this person like I know they've talked at least it wasn't like a blind date that would be wild (laughs) But, like, what is the concept of going and getting professional, in quotation marks, <laughs> photos done on a your first date? Like, you're not, you can't talk, so you can't really get to know her. You're not, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, do you remember how awkward, like, high school dance photos were with your date if it wasn't, like, your boyfriend? You know, like, oh, put your arms, like, on her waist and what, it was. It was always weird, and the pictures were always dumb, and you end up throwing them out. I'm sure that whatever they did was more expensive than a prom picture, so it just seemed like a real waste and unenjoyable to me. Yeah. Fun fact, we don't do those types of photos at dances in Canada. (laughs) Oh, really? Or at least where I I can't speak for the whole country. I'm not Drake, but um, any, (laughs) any school I went to, and it's like, Whenever I watch American, like, shows and it's American high schools, like, we don't have, like, prom the same way. We just, like, don't have that. But I I never had to subject myself to those awkward photos. And I was always a little jealous. Like, we never had, like, a under-the-sea-themed winter wonderland. (laughs) I was never huge on high school dances. I mean, I went to a few, but... I was more about, like, the after party that I would just prefer to start during the dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't remember any of them being, like, highly themed or anything. But, yeah, the pictures, that was always a thing. Like, even, even like, grade six school dances, there was a professional photographer. I don't know. That's why you were such a pro on our cruise. You've been trained for these moments your whole life. I don't want to be photographed. I just want to purchase other people's awkward photos. (laughs) Uh, Oh, okay. So how about when she and Valentino went out again with Patrick? 
I loved when he said something about not wanting to be bombarded by extra stuff like her husband. And then they went out with her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what an interesting... uh... I, I, like, I guess if you're traveling, your first date is probably more like a weekend. I'm sure you plan to spend as much time together as possible. But what an interesting. Yeah. Like to be asked if you want to have a kid right away to be introduced into your potential family, meeting your brother, husband before really committing to being in this relationship. None of it made sense. I don't know. They didn't seem to have a connection. It didn't seem to be a match. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Playing pool, that feels like a more normal date than a photography section. But what would you think if a guy came to pick you up for a date and he brought his own pool cue? Fun fact. I dated someone once who played on a recreational pool league and owned their own queue, and I was not into it. It's different than owning a bowling ball. I'll I'll say that. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like, and I'm sure this is totally judgmental and wrong and pool players. Sorry. It just seems kind of like a skeezy dude who owns his own pool queue and, like, keeps it in his trunk. You know? Yeah, and, like... I don't know. I don't even think I could play pool if my life depended on it. So it's something that I don't really know enough about. But like, is there enough difference in like the pool cue you own and the one just hanging up on the wall at the bar? Like, is there a reason you need your own? Okay. So the only thing I know about a pool cue, I was going to say stick, is if you roll it, on the pool table it should be like smooth it shouldn't like bump up and down because if it does then it means it's warped guess what i'm such a shitty pool player it doesn't matter if i know i'm like if i don't rip the felt off the table it's a miracle (laughs) how do you learn to play pool like where do people just pick up this rich kids with basements i have no idea I guess like I'm like I never knew anyone with a pool table so I'm always I'm very I'm actually very like how people just get into playing pool like I get it at like a sports bar when you're of whatever age yeah but I yeah I'm just very impatient with any game like I like to play a board game here and there or like go bowling once in a while but like anything where you just like keep doing it over and over and over again I, that's just not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, a lot of, a lot of my friends growing up, they had pool tables in their basements or even pools in their backyard. We were poor. We didn't have any of those things or even a basement. <laughs> <laughs> but you did know how to make friends with the right people. <laughs> you know, and Patrick to me is just, so likable i thought he was so pleasant with valentino and you know really really made a point to like make him feel welcome and open so you know it's nice to see that he's such a nice dude not that i really ever questioned it but he is right though like she definitely has a physical type yes because again bald beard like they are cookie cutters 
They are. They're just like their Teslas. <laughs> same, same, but different, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. No, he, Patrick seems to like have her best interests truly at the forefront. I mean, I don't know if you've done any Instagram stalking couple and you have devastating news for us, but so far they seem like they're living their truth and yeah 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 i i really i didn't find much on them i didn't even find patrick her profile if i remember right was just like pictures of herself you know of course she looked beautiful yeah <laughs> kim dustin vincent and ryan speaking of first dates yeah i like the roller skating date i like it I like the roller skating date. However, I am so out of shape that I would be sweaty and out of. <laughs> yeah, it's like five we, we used to go roller skating a lot as kids more when we'd go visit our grandparents because there was a rink like within walking distance. And I think my dad probably just wanted to take us to do something outside of being around the in-laws <laughs> all the time. So like that was a big thing that we would do there is there was a roller rink here that closed a couple years ago but in my adult life somebody had their staget there oh, but it was like a it was a joint one like bachelor bachelorette party so we were all there and yeah like out of 35 of us there was probably two people who were out there for more than 10 minutes <laughs> Like you'd go do a lot. There is a skating rink very close to my home. Say no more. Um, I I want to try it, but I also want to go alone first <laughs> so I can see exactly how much I am. I'm like I don't know. Like I'm clumsy. I fall over. I fall a lot, and I'm I'm really worried about hurting myself. <laughs> with those types of activities that like you just take for granted when you're a kid same you fall you just kind of roll and get back up that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> well and you weigh less than 100 pounds yeah. when you're a kid <laughs> i weigh significantly more than 100 pounds now a <laughs> lot, lot more weight hitting the ground <laughs> wonder if like roll you know um ice skating rinks sometimes have those like they're not walkers, but they're all they're the same concept. Oh yeah, like the PVC pipe things that you hold, and they just like obviously like don't have wheels or anything. They just move on the ice. I wonder if roller rinks have anything. I wonder. I, I was always a good roller skater and roller blader. I've never been ice skating. Never. Never. We talked about this when you wanted to go to Maggie Daly. I don't know how to ice skate. I'm sure I could figure it out, but... I knew you hadn't been there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could also be leaving with broken teeth. <laughs> yeah. We could get you a goalie mask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could boost a walker from some old lady. <laughs> I could just take a dog stroller. Not with the dog. We don't want to hurt them, but <laughs> a dog stroller with like 50 pounds of weight in it just to stabilize us. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to have to wave the dog stroller down because I do own a dog stroller. 
I use it frequently yeah. and it's quite light. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kim Dustin, yeah. No, I or Ryan. I thought I thought roller skating was cute. I thought when they said we're tired, let's go have a drink, and then they got water and some M and M. That's when the date would have ended for me. The shared M and Ms upset me deeply. The water upset me the most. I mean, I get water. I would be so out of breath and really need a <laughs> refreshment. But yeah, I'd want to follow it up with an ice cold beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, Ryan, I thought looked so cute when we met him at the party. Um, as I said, poor man, Stanley Tucci. And I love the Tucci. But <laughs> his outfit in this episode aged him 20 years. That pastel, like, wild print shirt was awful for him. I was like, what happened? (laughs) The hat wasn't great. Yeah. The hat also aged him. What didn't know was the light up skate wheels. Fully approved. Mm -hmm. And I was cracking up when he was like, he he put his hands together like he was getting ready to dive. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go through something. Go between your Your legs. legs. (laughs) He seemed like a nice dude. I I could see. I think so. I could see the attraction there. Yeah. No, I think. I think he was good. I think him and Dustin would actually probably get along. I think so too. I think I think he brings some like lightheartedness and humor that seems to be missing from what we're seeing. Yeah, he made her laugh. He was he was cute. Her date with Vincent was not so lighthearted. No. Again, my heart breaks for this dude. I just want to give him a hug. And tell him everything's going to be okay. And, like, if this isn't the relationship for you, like, there's a good person out there for you. You're sweet. Yeah. No, he is sweet. I I think it was nice to see him have a few speaking parts. (laughs) I think it was good to see their conversation. He was at least open. Like, he was at least upfront about what was bothering him. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure he has been in the past or him enough, but I thought that was good. Um, I was a little jealous of Kim for a minute, like roller skating and mini golf in one. I'm assuming oh. one week it could have been six months, but what a life! Yeah, I know, I know. Well, and she got to say, "Just call me Tiger." <laughs> That's true. I was like, <laughs> if she only knew. I was like. I will call you Tiger. What I will not call you is Tiger Moonstone. <laughs> I know. I was like, you need a Halloween costume. You let us know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like they had <laughs> decent chemistry when they were playing mini golf. But then it was like, they ju- when they sat down to talk and have a beer, it just, like, the air just got sucked out of the room. You know? I, I mean... And I'm glad he said what he had to say. You know, he felt ignored at the party. He felt like he didn't belong. He didn't feel welcome. You know, she also cleared up that she does, in fact, want to try and be romantic with him again. Which, that's been a question mark for me. Yeah, it did seem like it could maybe fizzled out or something there for a while. Yeah. Well, and he he said he felt used and like he was her accessory. I didn't totally get what he meant by that. Yeah, I guess 
used maybe in the sense that like he i think has been clear this whole time that again he's fine with dustin he came first and that's just the reality of the situation but i don't i don't think he was prepared to share her yeah i don't think so either um it was it was honestly just really heartbreaking to to see that whole interaction because i think she seems like she has a good heart and you know he clearly deeply cares about her and also dustin um so it's just really sad it's sad to see two people who have love and respect for each other but it doesn't work and that happens a lot and those are always the sad ones you know those are the breakups that hurt and it's no wonder he's he's struggling to get over it because you know there there is still that genuine affection there what i did learn about them again confirmed what we suspected prior to filming they hadn't seen each other in months mm. so this you know it's it's no wonder that like it was raw and you could definitely feel that watching it yeah, I can't imagine, like, you sign up for something, assuming one thing, and then it goes completely sideways, and you still have to do it, like, you know, I don't think she's over him necessarily, but I think she might be more over him than he is her, so yeah, being forced to, like, show up and hang out with your ex when you're heartbroken would not be an easy thing to do. It was, it was sad. Um because again they they both seem quite likable and good-natured and like they have good intentions towards the other person. So, you know, it's sad to see that they can't make it work, but I think they really make it work. Yeah. Not so much Kim and Vincent's storyline cuz that was a sad like but it was a sad conversation, but last week when I said like one thing that I would live for is just being the random friend on a reality TV show who just gets to make appearances. Watching them at the mini golf place where there were no other tables around, I was like, I live for these conversations. Like, I just want to sit at a table to people having these types of conversations and hear it firsthand for myself. Obviously, when you see cameras and stuff, you know it's not... <laughs> what I want to hear at Starbucks when I'm working in the cafe, but sometimes overhearing people's conversations. And obviously, to those of you listening, yes, Coles and I know how ridiculous it would be to listen in on our conversation. Right. But. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Catch me in Nashville sometime. I work out of a coffee shop, like, probably once or twice a week just to change up my routine and I often do find myself picking up pieces of people's conversations and my thoughts are this is amazing and I the backstory and I want to ask questions and follow-up questions or I spend a lot of time being like am I this dumb <laughs> and then thinking about conversations that I have with my friend public and I'm like yeah <laughs> in the wrong context <laughs> You know, a coffee shop can really, you can really tell yeah. if somebody's dumb or not because they're sober. 
You know, whereas in a bar, there's there's a lot of leeway to be like, oh, they're probably messed up. They're probably yeah. not this stupid most of the time. You get something, you get a little of everything in a coffee shop. Like someone could be crying, having coffee over a breakup. Someone could be hungover. Someone's having a business meeting. Have you ever seen somebody break up with somebody in public? Like I worked in a bar and I saw it once. I was serving the table and it was like, in my mind, it would be like a dream scenario, but it was actually just too uncomfortable. I couldn't handle it. But I've never actually like... Was it was it like a real breakup or was it like a drunken like... I'm going to tell you something. We're done. We're done here. No, it was like a real breakup. Like it wasn't like dramatic. Like it wasn't a yelling, screaming, like breakup thing. It was like they came for dinner. They didn't eat. They had a drink. Obviously, the the guy ended it, paid the bill, he left, and then she just sat at the table bawling. Oh, my God. And I was like, I mean, you could probably go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a public crier. And, like, I don't think they had been together a super long time. Like, I kind of got this vibe that, like, it had done in public or... <laughs> Because they didn't know where each other lived. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, or like, if he went to her house, she'd like lock the door and never let him leave. And if he went and if she went to his house, she would just never leave. (laughs) Kind of thing. Like, I didn't, it didn't feel like it was like a five ending of a relationship or like a divorce or anything. (laughs) Like, kind of felt like a casual, this isn't working out that was maybe more to one person than the other. Yeah. That wouldn't be so bad. If I saw somebody getting, like, legitimately crushed, that would be hard to see. Yeah. And not the... I was like, and not the right move to our listeners who think that you should break up with people in public. It's not the right decision. Don't do it. I mean, it's not the night's decision, but I can see some of the benefits of doing it that way. But like maybe like a public park. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want to have don't, to wait to pay the bill while somebody's no. crying next. Yeah. D- don't don't make your server deal with it. <laughs> Absolutely not. And you should tip really fucking well in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. And don't give your server your number. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sometimes. On the way out. <laughs> no, not following a breakup. For sure, no. <laughs> In front of your now ex. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine? I could see Kenya doing it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she breaks up with people though. I think she's the the girl who just toys with them until they can't take it anymore. <laughs> That's right. What did she say? She never she never really breaks up with an ex or something like that. I think she's content keeping them around. I mean, I imagine they're doing seminars nationwide, so she probably needs a bed to land in everywhere she goes. (laughs) I think we have beat this horse. Is that what you say? Beat the horse? Beat a dead horse. Beating a dead horse. So yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to say we beat this horse. I knew what you were saying. I mean, I don't want to beat any animals. Let me just be very clear about that. Absolutely not. Sometimes I like to say 
I think we've turned this situation into glue. Um, well, one fun thing I learned this week is that not only do we have listeners in the U.S. and Canada, which is no surprise because we're in the U.S. and Canada, we have uh, a dedicated listener in Uganda, um, France, France. <laughs> <laughs> you get it miss miss france um, i hope it's her <laughs> australia <laughs> some some surprising some surprising places so uh thanks guys yeah tell your friends like subscribe again i hope no one's trying to learn english off of us <laughs> oh Okay, so the word that I say a lot that starts with an F and rhymes with truck, it's a bad word. Don't say it. <laughs> but yeah, tell your friends, leave us a review. Um, only if it's nice, give us five star ratings. We are on every pod format. So come find us, share us with your friends. Um, and we have an exciting announcement coming up here soon. So stay posted. And uh, stay horizontal. Until next time. Until we meet again.